Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Behavior Beauty Podcast. I am your host, Macy. I hope everyone is doing well, and I really miss recording my episodes, and I was on vacation. I really needed the break, but also I'm super excited to be back and doing another podcast. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about what the screening and diagnosis process looks like whenever your child or someone that you love may receive a diagnosis of autism. And if you don't know anyone, that's okay. It's nice to kind of get an idea of certain topics that you may not be familiar with. And I think it's a great way to increase your awareness for certain situations, okay? So let's just go ahead and get into the podcast. So I want to begin by saying that diagnosing autism can be very, very difficult because like, say you go into the doctor and you suspect that you may have the flu or you may have um, low blood sugar or whatever the condition may be. Well, in those cases, they can easily run medical tests and they can tell you, hey, you know, you're a diabetic or they may do a flu test on you and say, "Okay, it looks like you may have the flu. So you may get diagnosed with the flu with autism. It's a little bit more complicated than that. So if you suspect someone you love, they may have a delay or developmental delay or something that is just not right then there are no medical tests that they can do to to be like, oh, okay, so your child has autism or they have this or they have that. It's a way more complicated situation than that. And that can be a little bit stressful, um, especially for parents who may not understand or they may not know what's going on. Me personally, I have been in that situation where My son was diagnosed with autism and I didn't know what the process looked like. I didn't know anything. And so today I want to talk with you all about how the process works. And so if someone you love may be diagnosed one day or a friend or family, then you'll kind of have an idea of what they do. So as I stated before, there are no medical tests. There's no blood tests. And so you may be asking the question, well, how do they diagnose it? And that's a very interesting question because basically what happens is that doctors will look at the child's developmental history. And so what that means, they'll take a closer look at their developmental milestones. And so once they take a look at that and they see, because basically the CDC, which is the Center of Disease and Control or something like that, There is a sheet that outlines what your child is supposed to be doing at each age. So a two-year-old is supposed to be speaking um, in full sentences, or they may supposed to be doing this or that. And so if your child is not doing what they need to be doing at a certain age, they're not meeting their milestones, then that can be a big time indicator. Because if your child is on the right growth and development track, then everything should be okay. So they take a closer look at that developmental history. How are they developing? Are they meeting those milestones? Are they 
progressing or are they regressing? Different things like that. And so that's basically how autism is diagnosed is that it's an extensive process. They take a look at, so say for an example, you bring your four-year-old in and you think that they may have autism or they may have some type of delay. They're going to go all the way back until the child was first born and they're going to ask you extensive questions, okay? So that's how that process works. So it's very important to track and keep a close eye out on your child's growth, their development, and even as they continue to age and get into their preschool years, that's even more important because the sooner you suspect that your child may have a developmental delay or autism or Asperger's, you need to immediately get them evaluated because most of the times those evaluation processes, they may take six to seven months. Cause I remember with us, um, Kaden went in and I suspected it that I didn't know it was autism, but I knew it was something. We went in like on in March and we didn't get an evaluation until like December. So it's very important to really think quickly and to act and try to be proactive with your child. Okay. Sometimes the um, autism can be diagnosed anywhere from 18 months or younger. By the age of two, though, a diagnosis can be made, but the person has to be experienced. They have to be a professional. The diagnosis is reliable at the age of two, but most of the times people may wait until they their child is a little bit older, say three and two and a half or three before that diagnosis can be um made exact because with Caden I believe he was diagnosed at two and a half years old he was close to three and so a lot of times they even though a diagnosis can be made at that age they like to wait just a little bit longer just to see not too much longer though probably maybe a couple months um so let's talk a, a little bit about some of the signs I guess for people to look for and then that way you can go ahead and get them in so they can get screened and then ultimately get the diagnosis. So most of the time they will avoid eye contact. They will have little interest in other children or caretakers. Now I want to say something on a side note. Autism is a spectrum disorder. So you may see one child doing one thing and then you may see another child not doing something. So it's very, very important to remember that it's a spectrum and that it affects and shows up different in different individuals, okay? Um, they also have limited display of language, so their their communication is very delayed. But on the other hand, remember what I said about, it, about autism being a spectrum. So you may see one child communication is delayed, but then you may see another child that's talking just like I am to you guys on the podcast. <laughs> and so that's just some of a few signs. I'll have to do another podcast later and we'll talk more in depth about the signs in terms of when the child is a preschool child and then they're and then when they are a school age child. Okay. So we will definitely get into all of that in another podcast. So 
As far as their development, going back to that, they will definitely monitor your child over time to make sure that they are, again, meeting the milestones that they are supposed to meet before they come up with a a final diagnosis. And like I said, it's a very extensive process. Um, You basically go in, you talk to the doctor about what you've been seeing. They will, and I know for us, I remember the appointment, it was like an hour and a half long. And there was things that I had to remember that I tried my best to remember. So it's very important to keep a journal of your child's development and just make a checklist, make sure that they're meeting those milestones because that is going to be the basis of the diagnosis. And sometimes doctors, they may not believe you. They may, you may get a little bit of pushback, but it's going to be very important for you as the parent to always be the number one advocate for your child and just believe in yourself, believe that you can do it. I remember in my situation, it was very tough for me. Um, It was a whole new world for me that I didn't know anything about. Okay. So to end the podcast, just remember that autism is diagnosed by the developmental history and many other factors as well. And so um, just keep all of that in mind whenever you go in for the appointment. Um, There's a lot of information that's going to be taken from you. Like I said, the developmental history, family history, um, and many, many other factors that will go into the diagnosis, such as whether or not if your child had skills and then they lost those skills. So they're going to look at everything that I just said, every single thing. And then in the end, they're going to come up with the solution. They're also going to do um, another form of test. It's called the ADOS. And since I am a college student, I was uh, lucky enough to do a report and a PowerPoint on the ADOS too. So we'll definitely be diving into that in another podcast as well. So I'll be talking with you guys about that. So anyways, I hope you guys learned a little something in this podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you guys or talk to you guys in the next one. Peace out.